When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Max. Key, you smell that smoke? There's still smoke. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I smell it. It's getting closer and closer to the crypto arena. You guys are like that uh, that <laughs> ex where I'm like, look, I broke up with you five times. It's not happening. It's over. Stop texting my phone. You know, you say it's over. Yet, yeah. let me ask. I'll, I'll start it aggressive. this. Way. I'll start it like this. Yeah, that was right. That's like a little experience going on there. Um, do we all accept the idea that Brian Windhorst is one of our best NBA yes, we insiders? Yes, we do. That we have here. We yes. Yes. Okay. So when he speaks, we listen. You know, we listen. So on the Hoop Collective podcast, he was talking about, I don't know, Jay, like you were making fun of Key and I yesterday and our crazy scenarios and crazy ideas. Well, how about what Wendy had to say about something that the Nets and Lakers could work out? Westbrook for Kyrie trade, the Lakers would save $11 million. That costs something. So Westbrook and two unprotected or two lightly protected first-round picks for Kyrie Okay, I know people are telling me you're crazy. Why are you talking about this? It would bail out the Lakers for this season and potentially next and could potentially influence LeBron James thinking when it comes to extending his contract in August. And Key, we all know influencing LeBron's decision to make sure that he's happy in Lakerland is what Jeannie Buss said, top priority. Yeah, it is. But, Jay. Key. Hey, when he said it right there. So, what do you think, Jay? Um, why would you Why would you do this to me the same way you did it to me in the pre-show meeting? I I I I don't I don't understand. What What are you giving me in return? You're all this is about the Lakers, but what are if I am Brooklyn? What are you giving me in return? Wendy just said we're gonna yeah. get you Westbrook and some first round picks. <laughs> but wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Why would for the, the Nets wait, wait. do that? All right, right. Jay, what's in it for the Nets? I'm glad you asked because remember, Wendy did also talk about that yesterday on NBA Today. The message the Brooklyn Nets are sending is that they are willing to risk losing Kevin Durant Mm. if it means going through what they went through last year with Kyrie Irving. They just cannot have him back under the same terms that, that they had last year. Okay. And? I, I mean, what? Come on, Jay. What were the terms last year? The terms what? last year that where he was, he didn't want to get vaccinated, and that there were other players in the NBA who didn't want to get vaccinated. Okay, but the local mandate here in New York City required, but players could travel and come play in the arena who weren't vaccinated. So it is, I get it, the communication aspect. I'm not denying that or understating that at all. That is something that they need to work through. But, like, this whole narrative that floats out there that Kyrie doesn't like to work 
or that Kyrie doesn't like to show up. Like, let's not act like the last two and a half, three years weren't because of things that were happening during the Black Lives Matter movement or things that weren't happening as relates to, you know, the pandemic. Like, I I, I don't – so what, you're going to – he signs in now, but that's still not good enough, even though he opts in because he doesn't want to sign a long-term deal. Well, he didn't get the years he wanted. I don't understand. Why does this have to be – Pushed into another Jay, narrative. But look, Jay, 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 yeah, Jay. Key, can you explain See, what happens I, when a player is told, go ahead and seek another offer. We'll, we'll sign and trade if you can find one. Go ahead and look for I, that. <clears throat> what happens? I hear what you're saying, Jay. I'm with you 100% on the narrative side of things when it comes to Kyrie and people putting it out there that making it sound as though the reason that he missed last season or a big portion of last season was not because of the pandemic and the vaccination. They're making it seem like it's something totally different. I get that part of it. But Mm -hmm. when, when a team comes to a player and they come to a mutual agreement to seek trade compensation and permission and things of that nature, that's because they want you to find something. It's not that they're hoping you don't find anything because once they open up that box, the feelings start to flow out, and they tell you truly, really how they feel about you. Maybe not as a player, so to speak, but just as an individual. And look, did he cause some disruption to the team last year because of the non-vaccination? Yes. But that's his own prerogative on what he wants somebody to do with him from a medical standpoint. But it did call disruption. Is he in? Is he out? Is he in? Is he out? Can he travel? Can he not travel? Can he practice? Can he not practice? That So that did cause some disruption. So I wouldn't necessarily say Wendy is completely wrong in this one. I, I just, you know. All yes, right. Yeah, I hear you, Keith. But, <laughs> but yesterday when I came on the show, that's the first thing I said. I said that Kyrie Irving had no leverage. And that's what the Nets did. They called this bluff. Okay. You, you think there are teams that will give this to you? This is. I know what I need in return, and what I would say to you, Alan, is the Westbrook and the conversation, that doesn't get me closer to my goal of winning a championship. There's nothing that the Lakers could give me that will help me get to where my goal is with Kevin Durant or help me reboot for where I wanted to be if I did want to go through the process of rebuilding. But why the hell would I want to go through a rebuild when I'm right there at the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference to win a world championship? I I can answer that. Because one of your major pieces, Jay, is Kyrie Irving and you winning that championship. And, and if Kyrie Irving is going to leave, it's not going to keep Kevin Durant happy. I'm assuming Kevin Durant is going to want to leave then. So now you got nothing that you had before, so you now have to rebuild. And Key, once again, as I mentioned earlier, and Jay, you got to see it the way, I guess, from me, aerial view, I see a player – who might not be, like, he's here, but he's not really here. Because we all said his best option is to take the option, right? His best option was take the option. He's here, but he's not not really here. here. Well, you know what, though? What does that mean? Well, it it explains what it was last year, which is you're not really here. Don't do that, though. Focus on this year. And, and now uh, this coming year, that. it's the same thing. You're here, you but you're not really not here the same mentally. Same thing, Alan. It is absolutely the same thing because why, that why, was your because, best option. Because his he got his call because got he thought about he got, going he, somewhere else. So That's what? Why. And I got you for one year. I don't but even know don't what even I got even after know, this year. But, but I don't look, know if you're all look, in or not. Kawhi left to go to a different team after he won a championship. He thought about going somewhere else. 
end. But look, and he man, won a championship. So if you win it, it's not the same thing. I'm not, well, it's never the same, same thing. thing. It's apples and oranges. But I, yeah. I, I'm saying, though, like, they win a championship this year, even if he does decide to go somewhere else or doesn't work out. You're telling me he's happy. You're telling me that he's happy with only getting a one-year commitment, which is not even a commitment because it's just picking up his option. So he's thrilled with where he is right now. He's all in. Did he ever Jay. mention the Nets in, his, in, in any of his Look, statements? Jay. Did he ever hey, mention Jay. Kevin Durant ahead, in any of ahead. his statements? Go ahead, Keith. <laughs> You guys. Oh, no, he's cutting me off. He's cutting me off. It's 6.08. I'm about to get in high. Radio guys. (laughs) Look, Jay, one one quick one for you. Do you believe that Kyrie is going to be a net this season and play this season as a New Jersey, Brooklyn net from the beginning to the end? Yes. That's why I said I thought there was zero chance that Kyrie Irving leave the Brooklyn Nets this season. So you I'm don't not think sure about what happens after this season, frankly. <laughs> so what Wendy is saying case closed. about the window case possibly closed? still no. being open, you don't think it's still a possibility that the window could be open? No, I, I don't see Kyrie Irving going to a different team today. I don't. Today? I don't see him going to the Lakers, no. I, don't, I see him playing this, this season mm-hmm. with the Brooklyn Nets. And to go back to your point, Alan, a lot of people aren't thrilled about what they make. This dude is making $36 million. Would he like to make – more for a longer period with the Nets, I'm sure he would have liked that. But that doesn't mean that he can't win a championship this year because he's disappointed he didn't get a four-year deal. It doesn't mean that he's going to be checked out and that he's not going to give it his all for his brother and Kevin Durant to try to win a chip because he didn't get a four-year deal. Love it. Let's see where it goes from here. Jay had the last word. It's Keyshawn J. Will Max. Alan Hunt in for Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, well, if if you think – Kyrie Irving is a little detached from reality. We have another pro athlete that is right in line with him when it comes to reality of his situation. We'll discuss that and more next. KJM, ESPN Radio, and ESPN2. Really get me going this morning. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, Alan Hunt, in for Max. All right, so as we're talking about free agency in the NBA and contracts and everything else, did you see what, uh, what, what Shaq had to say uh, when it comes to I, – I, I, it was in honesty, I think a lot of us – yes, a, a lot of us kind of respect. And I wonder how you guys as pros – feel about this Shaq said you think I'm happy Rudy Gobert's making 250 meaning million he said goddamn right we're mad we get petty I think it's a little bit of truth in our criticism I mean is he Shaq's right a billionaire still's a billionaire <laughs> he's still petty though he's a, I hear he's a billionaire I mean I this is what this is what we talk about all the time on our show key and and we make mention of the fact that as the market dictates what guys get paid 
So don't hate the player. Hate the game then. Like, that's where the game the is going. the fact that you were born too early? Yeah, that's where the game is going. <laughs> yeah, I really, you know what, man? To be honest with you, people always say that to me. Like, oh, man, these receivers is getting this. I'm like, man, I can't. I mean, I played 20 years ago. What you want me to do? I can't do nothing. I was the highest paid when I was playing. So what do you want me to do now? It's, nothing it's, I can it's, do. It's I, a it, dramatic difference. Like Terry McLaurin just got $71 million, $28 million guaranteed, 71 and his extension with Washington and Key. Do you look at Terry McLaurin and think, I'm better than him? Mm-hmm. Oh, you well, know Shaq looks no, at everybody saying far, I'm better as far, than him. As far as that goes, of course I was better than him. It's not even a question. <laughs> I don't worry about that part of it. I know I was better than him. It's just that the mark. If I was in today's market, they'd be giving me some of the team. You know, that's the type of market I was in, oh, where they ahead, would Keith. be offering up the team. Go ahead and oh. pound your chest, baby. Okay. Oh, of I course. See you. Go I, ahead. I mean, I'm gonna be real with Go you. Go ahead and flex on I Keith. very rarely talk about <laughs> stuff like that. You know that, Jay? No, I feel you. It's just it's funny. Like when you see, like you see what Draymond Green gets paid, and then you see certain stat lines, and you're like, yo, like that's. I think that's that's sometimes where media or people like Shaq, I think that's what he's talking about. You see the productivity, but yet you see where that equates to on the pay scale, and that's what rubs people the wrong way. But I, that's more the system to me than the player himself. Yeah, I don't have anything to do with – look, man, it's a dude's – when I got paid, I was the highest paid receiver in the game. It lasted about a year and a half. Then Randy Moss got paid. That lasted about a year and a half. Did somebody? So it's going to happen. People are going to leapfrog you. But if we look at today's era and where these receivers are in today's era, they make it 30. I know what I would have been getting. If they got 30, I know damn well I would have been getting 40. <laughs> but you can also <laughs> say that you guys, again, your generations laid the foundation for players making the money that they make today. So, you know, but I just love the – it's the honesty that Shaq kind of gives you is, yeah, is there a part of me that's petty? Of course it is. Is it a reason for the criticism? Probably shouldn't be. Baker Mayfield played through injury last year, did not play well. The Browns did not beat expectations. If you look at Baker's first four years, how many of them are undoubted successes? Everything I've been told is that the relationship between the Browns and Baker Mayfield is shot and, and isn't repairable. I think it's been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is to move on. I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that forever keep with me. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max Allen Hahn in for Max. We're brought to you by Straight Talk at the $45 Silver Unlimited Plan from Straight Talk Wireless. Do we want to hear from Baker Mayfield? Well, you have no choice. We will. And we haven't really heard from him uh, lately. And the Brown situation, of course, at quarterback remains one that you don't know if they're going to have their QB1 because of the Sean Watson, that the hearing continuing now for another day today that he's going through with the NFL to see what kind of discipline he will be getting. And we had discussed earlier this week about, well, if they don't have Baker for a whole season, which Dan Graziano told us he has heard that could be a possibility or something the NFL is pushing, well, then what do they do, Jacoby Brissett? They have Baker on the roster, so why not just go with him while you have him? Baker talked about that. He was at his camp in Norman, Oklahoma, and he talked with some media about that and more. And here's what he said, which is very interesting, about his relationship right now with the Cleveland franchise. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that, uh, you know, I'll forever keep with me. You know, I, 
teammates and friends and, and relationships that I'll have for a lifetime. And the support staff in Cleveland, the people of Cleveland, it's a great sports town. So I, I'm thankful for it. And that's, there's no resentment towards the city of Cleveland by any means. But I think a lot of people think if they didn't have a quarterback for the next year, would, would there be any chance of reconciliation there? No, I, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out. But uh, we're, we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. Ready to move on, although he did leave the caveat of they'd have to reach out to me. How do we feel about this? Oh, I'm just looking at these highlights. Jeez. <laughs> um, every time you do this, Key, every time you do this, you wait, start wait, to wait, I need to know, though, what is going through your brain as you're watching these highlights? Disgusting. I, I just <laughs> it, it, it's one of them deals where you asking me to take that as a quarterback. Now I'm not. I don't want that. I'd rather just go with Jacoby Brissett. If if you showing me what I just seen on our television, oh no, man. Uh uh-uh. uh. But look, it, it, yeah, but was that bad B roll? It's very bad B roll. Yeah, it, exactly. It, <laughs> setting of the feet, the getting out of the pocket. Just it just didn't look cool. And we didn't do that as a setup or anything like that. It's just video that we rolled. Uh, Baker Mayfield, it's the best thing for him to do is just move on. You know, go go find somewhere else that fits his, it suits him and fits him perfectly, that he can learn from, mistakes that he made in Cleveland, and just turn the page. There's no need of revisiting going back to the Cleveland Browns or anything like that. And he said it, both sides have moved on. And to be a lot of reaching out, not only from a front office standpoint, but there are players in that locker room that completely – uh, have looked at Baker Mayfield as a ghost at this point in time. Yeah, Key, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. And the more I thought about it over the evening, Andrew Barry, the GM, has always struck me as somebody who's been very practical and measured, right, in his approach. Even when you hear him articulate his thoughts on players, uh, even his thoughts on Baker Mayfield throughout the course of last season, he always said the right thing. You felt like he was creating the right strategy for where he wanted this team to go. Now, with that being said, Baker Mayfield says something, you know, I don't, I don't hold any resentment towards the city of Cleveland and gave you all these reasons about why he loved Cleveland, which led me to believe or make the assumption that there wasn't resentment towards the city and the fans, but there was a resentment towards the front office mm-hmm. and the way they handled it. Well, so, it's under, sure, it's, so understanding Andrew Barry, I don't see Andrew Barry or the Browns coming back to Baker Mayfield with their tail between their legs saying, hey, we apologize oh, no. for the way things went. Like they are, they are secure in their decision moving forward. And he should be upset at the front office. Baker Mayfield should be upset at the Why? front office, especially if they were not transparent with him throughout the entire process. Okay? And when you're transparent with somebody in the National Football League, I can't tell you the way it works in the NBA. But I can only tell you the way it works in the National Football League. As soon as that season is over with, they know if there's a quarterback that's going to be available, that there's a chance and a possibility that they're going to be in a quarterback market. Mm. They know that. And transparency is, hey, man, sit down with me and tell me, hey, if something comes available that's better, we may take a look at this. Doesn't mean we don't want you. It just means that we may want to upgrade at this position. We still love you, and we still think that you're going to be amazing for us if we don't get that other guy. You have to have that big boy conversations in the National Football League with guys. And too many times front offices and coaches, they don't do that. They pat you on the back and tell you, hey, man, see you in the offseason. Meanwhile, they working it at the draft. They working it at the combine. Mm-hmm. They trying to figure out how to untangle something. Just tell me what the deal is. And I have a whole lot more respect for you. In terms of Andrew Berry being calculated, hey, look, 
if if he was a guy who was measured, he wouldn't put Baker Mayfield in this position, nor would he have gone out and done some of the other things that they've done in the offseason. That's just my opinion. I can't so, remember so who you, it wait, was. Hold, hold on one second. Ahead, for, yeah. So, you know, Key, that, that's an interesting point. I, I just want to clarify with you. So, you're, you're – as your view of Andrew Barry, considering everything with Deshaun Watson and some other moves this offseason, has that become a little bit diminished? Because you, you didn't agree with my point that he's been. Well, well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's all on Andrew Barry, the general manager, because he has to get he has to get the sign off from the owner and Jimmy Haslam. He has to him and his him and his wife have to sign off on exactly what those decisions are going to be for this football team and whoever they bring in, whoever they sign, whoever they let go. So it's not all on Andrew Berry, not all of it. I, I Yeah, I, I'm with me. If I were owner, I wouldn't, frankly, as much as, you know, Deshaun Watson is talented, I, I wouldn't have made that move. But I understand how the NFL works and the fact that it's an arms race, essentially, to get that type of talent. But, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and, and the thing, and thing, Alan and Jay, that I, I – look, okay – is Deshaun Watson a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? You damn right he is. We all agree. You yes. damn skippy he is. <laughs> but it's not like Baker Mayfield two seasons ago, prior to this past season, with a little bit of injuries that knocked him in and out of games, wasn't a good quarterback that had them on the brink of beating Kansas City and going on to the AFC Championship game. You know, and so when I look at that. I say to myself, what would Baker Mayfield have been if he was from the start of the season to the end of the season healthy like he was the year before? Where would this team be at? That's how I look at it, and they clearly felt in they going in another direction was the best way for them. But, Key, the but only you thing, can't argue the, yeah. with Deshaun. You just can't argue yeah. with the talent. I'm with you. The only thing I would say, Key, about the Baker point, and I, I, I kind of I was on the same page with you. I still kind of am. I'm just, you know, and you brought this point up multiple times. The fact that none of his former players have spoken up about we want him here, I think speaks volumes about how he was seen in the locker room. That's how I feel. Well, well, yeah, because that goes all the way back to the OBJ situation, all the way back to the end. And when you have somebody like OBJ who is beloved by his teammates. See, the media in New York had issues with OBJ. Because he had the hair and kicking of the net, and he wasn't conforming to the rules of the National Football League. Play football, get your check, be quiet. That wasn't his deal. He was living life and trying to perform at the same time. So he got a certain stigma with the players didn't. We don't care about all that because we know who our guys are in the locker room. And then he goes to Cleveland, and it never worked out with Baker Mayfield. And a lot of players look at that as Baker Mayfield did not try to make that work. You know, he wanted it to be about Baker, and because he wanted it to be about Baker, and it was going to be about OBJ because OBJ is a bigger star than Baker Mayfield, and that wasn't the case. And so it became one of those tug-of-wars inside the locker room. And then once Baker was – I mean, once OBJ was gone, then Jarvis Landry had a problem with it as well. Yeah, Han, you think those but, highlights of Baker Mayfield throwing it to random players makes Key cringe? Put highlights of Baker players. Mayfield trying to throw the ball to OBJ and then watch Key's face. Yeah, we got to put a pin in this and bring it back because there's a couple of things that Key said there that, that definitely need to be addressed. And also one thing that we're missing about what Baker said. So we'll get back to this conversation, but we got we to gotta run here. But coming up, back to the NBA because – 
Draymond Green might not be, uh, you know, as as out there as some of the uh, Baker and maybe even what Kyrie has been saying uh, over the last year. But Draymond Green has definitely raised the bar somehow for a Warriors dynasty. Expectations already for the next couple of years. We'll discuss that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. The Golden State Warriors back on top of the NBA once more. You never take this for granted because you know you never know when you'll be back here. And to get back here and get it done means the world. So the dynasty was over. I went through some things, tore everything, and I'm still here. Welcome back to the Warriors Invitational, baby. That's what we do. Winning championships is what the Golden State Warriors do. It's Keyshawn J. Will Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Max. Key, this, this kind of music can be playing at the birthday party? Is that what we're doing for the birthday party this summer? I'm sure. I'm sure that that that'll drop somewhere along the lines a couple times. Okay. Okay. Da 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 da. Yeah. Does that mean I'm going to be your DJ? Oh, jeez. <laughs> James Steele on the ones and twos. James James will not be on the board at Keyshawn's birthday party this summer. Put it this no, way. Not. Put, put no, it this. Put it this. Put why it this not? way, James. No Metallica at the birthday party. I'm going oh, see, to probably not a party. have to. James, I'm probably exactly. going to have to meet you at the top of the driveway and walk you in because, you know, <laughs> just let's just put it that way. What are you saying? James knows what I'm saying. I, I look <laughs> a certain way. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to certain walk to you in and let everybody know he's with me. He's okay. Why does this guy have security with him? What's going on? Who is he? <laughs> See, it, it it works it works with everybody, right? Like we all we all have we all have that one friend where we got to make sure everybody understands. Nah, he's cool, he's with us, but still definitely with us. Meanwhile, um, Draymond Green is with the idea that the Golden State Warriors aren't done. Remember when he said he, we heard it there in the rejoin? Welcome back to the Warriors Invitational, meaning like you're all playing to beat us to win a championship, four championships now uh, in eight years and in six appearances as well. Draymond Green, though, feels like, okay, so they have another championship. They are still very much the team. You remember what he said about, well, if, if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, they'll be really good. They'll be contenders, but they can't beat us. 
In fact, Draymond, who was um, with J.J. Redick and the Old Man in the Three podcast, actually was a combined podcast because Draymond had his own podcast going at the same time. It's he called New Media, to, Alan. New media. Yeah, I guess this is New Media, where it's just two podcasts going at once. Pick which one you want to listen to, and then we get the content and we play it here for you. But he made a bold prediction about this war, Warriors dynasty, saying it's not going anywhere. In 2019 was when Steph really locked in on the weight room. And so that's where he kind of starts taking that bump and, 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 and kind of bumping it up a little bit. And although it didn't show immediately because in 2020 we were terrible and he broke his hand, you started to see in 2021 we were still terrible, but Steph was carrying us and he carried us to a play-in game and we didn't get past it. It was probably great because we would have got swept and that would have been the first series we ever got swept. So thank God we didn't make it. But um, I think you started to see it then, that growth, and like, oh, man, nobody can stop this dude now. And I think that really changed the complexity of our organization. And I'm pretty certain that's why we'll win three of the next four NBA championships. You see, Han, I was with him all the way up to the end. I was with him. And it reminds me of something my mom used to say, Key, boy, don't write a check that your butt can't cash now. (laughs) Like, that's what it's starting to set it up for. And I, I get how, you know, a year ago when they got bounced by the Memphis Grizzlies, Stephen Curry was on a different level. His body looked different, averaged 32 points per game. He can carry a franchise. He's always been able to carry a franchise. But I get what Draymond was saying. But when you tail the comment off at the end by saying, yeah, we're going to win the next three out of four, you and I both know, Key, how hard it is to win championships. Now, I never won one on the NBA level, but I won one in college. And I saw how we were the most talented team, and it almost didn't pan out. Injuries factor into that. Luck factors into that. This team has a history of being hurt now. I mean, Steph Curry came off an injury this year where if he didn't come off at the right time, they may not have been in this situation. Clay has not played in two years. Dre had injuries this year. So I I get that they are on cloud nine, and he feels like he can say anything right now. But when you start forecasting, yeah, we're going to win the next three out of four – you're putting a really big target on your back, and you're setting yourself up for failure. Well, I, I don't personally uh, subscribe to believing that he believes they're going to win three out of the next four. Do I believe Draymond think that he has a really good team that's going to compete every single year as long as him and, and the other and, and Clay's there and, and Steph is there, that they're going to compete at the highest level? Yeah, I, I think he believes that. Does he believe they got another championship or two inside of that arena. I think he believes that. But, look, man, you can't hold on to three titles, NBA titles, and think that he really seriously means that. And and Draymond is Draymond. Like you said, he on cloud nine. He's having fun with it. He deserves it. He has the right to say what he wants to say right now. But you and I and him, we all know, it's hard as hell to win championships. And they won a lot of them, but it is hard to do. Him, does this put added pressure? I don't think so because they already no. are what they are, right? We we know what they are. They. Yeah. Uh, my question though is this: Is it? I've always heard that phrase. It's hard to eat when you're full. Chris Canny uses that all the time, and and I love that phrase because it it is about like how it, it does make you marvel at what the Bulls did with Michael Jordan, right? It does make you marvel at how the Spurs did what they did and just constant winning year after year after year. Even the Patriots as well, and Tom Brady, and just how he just stayed hungry all the time to compete. Kobe. But 
this is something different because as I look at the Warriors, they're getting older. And they have a young core of players off their bench, young guys that they're developing that were contributing, but not certainly centerpieces other than Andrew Wiggins. If they're going to do what Draymond thinks they can do, it's not going to be, to me, because of anything Steph Curry continues to do. I think this was the Steph Curry year. If they're going to do this, I think one of those players they have in the, on their roster, whether it's Wiggins or Kuminga or whoever, Wiseman, they have to become what Kawhi was for the Spurs that allowed them to get another chip and play at a high level because Tim Duncan didn't have to be the guy every single night. Tony Parker didn't have to be that guy. Yeah, Manu Ginobili. Yeah. Like, it didn't have to be that because they had this kid who emerged and they let him grow. Do the Warriors have that player on their roster? I think they do. I think when you look at it, let's just start with Andrew Wiggins to start with. Yep. Okay? It, every every championship team has a, a staple. And then eventually those guys get a little bit older, but then a guy or two, like you mentioned Kawhi Leonard, all of a sudden gets inserted into a different role. And I think Andrew Wiggins is there. Yes, Andrew Wiggins was the number one pick of the Minnesota uh, the Cleveland Brown or uh, the Cleveland Cavs moving to Minnesota, and everybody said that he was whatever, a bust or whatever you want to call it. Right. But then he goes and he goes to Golden State, and he's an all-star for the first time. But look where he's at. What would have happened to him if he'd have started his career in Golden State instead of starting it in Minnesota? Would our conversations be different? Do we look at him different? I think he's here to stay. I don't think it's a, a, a one-time year for him. I think we're going to see him continue to just elevate his game every single year because he didn't slow down at all. You see, Alan, I wanted to go back to your point about, you know, do you think this puts added on pressure? The Warriors have never been a team to me, especially with their leadership style from Stephen Curry, that I felt like he's had to gloat. Now, I think you've seen him say this season, right, like, okay, what they're going to say now because it, it motivated him. It drove him this season to shut everybody up about, you know, well, they, they would have won this, but – or if they didn't, you know, they won it here with, in these years, but they had something. Kevin Durant or but right. they didn't have, you know, Kyrie or Kevin Love with the Cavs back then. Right. So I, I think for him it was motivating. But the one, I think it does put a target on Draymond Green. See, we, we talk often, like you ask kids these days, are you a fan of this team? And they're like, well, no, I'm a fan of this player. So I think what happens is now more so than ever these days, players hear that. And what you're hearing from Draymond, I said it's going to be the summer of pettiness, is that Draymond's gone into a few with you know Kendrick Perkins. Draymond's clapped back at a lot of different people. He's talking a lot. There will be targets out for Draymond Green next year, like more so than Steph or Clay or the Warriors for Draymond Green. And I think that's, that's what we're going to see more of this season. I wonder how many of the spats Draymond will get into with players as he starts pontificating about all these things that he forecasts to happen. Because it. now he's talking in front of a microphone more yeah. at a volume than he's ever had before in his career. And he got point. four championships. If you I, don't I have hear four you. championships, you can't talk to him. No, I'm saying he can talk whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants to say. But you know how this works, man. You know the more people hear you say it, the more, okay. Well, okay. Memphis, hey. you can tell Memphis hey, wants show, this team. Show me. Hey, shut me up. If you don't, if, if, if you don't want me talking, shut me up. Uh, I hear and that all, is what Draymond is saying. All I'm saying, Oki, is before people heard you talk in spurts, it was different, right? It is, yeah, I hear you, but now it's like, oh, now there's extra motivation to shut Draymond up, whereas before you didn't hear him at this rate. 
It's interesting. How can the, you know the Warriors being that glory team that we all just really appreciate and enjoy, especially Clay and and you know his climb back and Steph just being that guy, uh, a star in the league that you just really appreciate. And then, but Draymond talking might turn them into you know the evil empire somehow, some way. Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What do we think of what Draymond said? Are the Warriors about to set off for three three more championships in the next? Four years. We go to Dave in College Park. Dave, how you doing, fellas? What's up, Dave? Yeah. First of all, Draymond is a fool. Okay. First of all, listen. He's writing checks he can't cash. Listen. I know he's a champion. We all know that. But let's be honest and be real about what just happened last year. First of all, the Warriors had a very easy through the West. They didn't have to go through Phoenix. Denver had all those injuries. You look at the Celtics. They played a Celtics team that was new to the finals, inexperienced, had just been battle-tested through Miami, Milwaukee. Okay, And so, Brooklyn. So, and Brooklyn, Dave. No, no, no. And doing? Brooklyn, right. So let's just be honest. So, 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 so Dave, hold on, man. So they, should they apologize, though? No. Should they apologize that they, they that Denver and the Utah and the Phoenix just happened and, and, and Luka didn't have another guy with him and all of a sudden he, only if Milwaukee had Middleton? I mean, like, stop. Listen, I'm not what saying they didn't earn their win. I didn't say they didn't earn their win. I'm just saying when Draymond's making these stupid comments, like that should be for coming from Clay Steph. He's the baggage handler. He's the third man guy. That's not the star making them statements. And so he's writing things and putting all this pressure. The Clippers are going to be loaded, Key. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to call you back next year when they don't make the finals and they get knocked yeah, the out. Clippers, the Clippers round. are always loaded. Because the Clippers, no, 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 no. Paul, Paul, PG's healthy. Kawhi's healthy. Robert Covington, they made – you saw what the Clippers did last year without these guys injured. Reggie Jackson stepped up. And then I'm going to yeah. tell you something. Denver's loaded. Jamal Murray's coming back healthy. Michael Porter's coming back healthy. I'm just saying the Warriors are nice, and they're going to be there. But they're not running their back a couple more times. And I just want to know what he's going to say next year when they get bounced in the second round. You know what I'm he's going to say? He I, says I, a lot I, of – Dave, I'll tell you what I he's going to say. He said three in the next four years, so this is the year we don't win it. Like, he was careful <laughs> to make sure it wasn't like three it does, straight. It does – look, man, he just won, and he <laughs> can you, say Dave. what he wants yeah. to say. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He has four championships. I don't give a damn if he said on the end of the bench. It never played. You know what it is, Han? It's, al- it's almost like uh, Golden State. To, it's like Anakin Skywalker, right? It feels like it's like, oh, they, they are the chosen one. And they're so good. And all of a sudden you see like the Draymond Green dark side kind of swoop it in. You're like, oh, yeah. are they turning into Darth Vader right now? Is that what, Dre, is that what Dre's doing to that's them That's what right I'm now? saying. You're, you're taking the glory team and you're suddenly turning them into the evil empire by talking this way. We go <laughs> no, back they're going to the be calls. evil empire anyway, though, Alan, once they keep winning. When you win well, championships, true yeah, true. people – People don't like you. you. Think about it. When New England first won their first couple, it was like, okay. They just kept winning. People was like, wait a minute. How are they doing this? (laughs) Then they started, you know, oh, we don't like Tom Brady. Bill Belichick doesn't talk to the media. And then when you go to other teams, the the Celtics were winning with Bird in them. Everybody was like, ah, Larry Bird is just that white guy. They find a reason every single time. To cause a problem when teams win. But I don't know, yeah. Keith. Steph is like they do the it most, with everybody. I hear you, but Steph is like the here's most likable dude in he the is. league. He is. Now, here's how we know. We asked this question. We played Draymond, right? We took one call. 
Now we've got a whole bank of calls. People want to sound off on this. Let's continue with them. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. It's Alan Hahn in for Max, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Myron is in Florida. He's next. Myron, is Draymond right? Draymond is absolutely right, man. Morning, fellas. Um, I, I, I love what he's doing uh, simply because, you know, like you said, he's, they've won four championships. So, I mean, he's probably using this as a motivational tool for his own team. You know what I mean? Try to keep them hungry because this definitely puts the target on their back. So, I mean, uh, like Jay just said, you know, Draymond is talking like every day he got new content talking about somebody or some team or whatever, um, who they could have be, you know, whatever. So, you know, he, they automatically put a target on their back. And I think Draymond is just using this as a tool to keep his team motivated. Myron, I think you may be right, Myron. All I want to say, though, is from somebody who talks for four hours a day on TV, like we all, like all three of us do, what happens is when you start talking at volume, you start looking for content opportunities, right? So I hear what Draymond Green says about new media, but the more Alan and Key, he starts talking about things, is the more people will start to utilize that as motivation for him, for them to go against his squad. So I get it. He has the right to do it all, and I love it. Trust me, we're going to talk about it. I'm just saying, we're going to be talking more about Draymond Green and the Warriors more so than we have in all the championships they won this offseason. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, it takes me back to what, what, what Myron was saying. There. It takes me back to Pat Riley in 19, what was it, 87 key, when he talked mm-hmm. about how we're next year we're going to come back and do it again. And all his players looked at him like, wait, what? Like, yep, set that bar. That that's what we're doing. So don't Alan, think not, you not, not, settle in. Not one, not two, well, there's that not two. three, not four, LeBron. not five. I'm just saying that stuff comes back to to haunt you every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, but that ain't hunting nobody, man. Come on, Jay. That ain't Key, that's just Key, that's, I, that's I don't clap back stuff. That I feel you, I don't, but I have heard people utilizing their argument to diminish LeBron James' greatness, how they underachieved well, how they underachieved but, but, in Miami. But they got well, look. That's they gotta a different be some story. damn fools, Jay, I, to think that a dude takes a team in Miami to three championship appear four. They four. actually went to four mm-hmm. and won two mm-hmm. and lost two, and that's mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. Max Keller, oh, God, but man, who's we to hear say, it every day in the studio. Can but I, who's to say? Well, I don't, wait a minute, I don't hear. I'll, it I'll argue this. One ear and out the other. I'll sticks. argue this about Miami and LeBron and that group. They could have won four or more if they stayed together. LeBron yeah. chose to leave. That's yeah. that's what happened there. That four, five, or six thing could have happened if he stayed there. They hey. just it, it did it burnt out quick. That's the difference. We continue with the calls. We go to Kevin in New York City. Draymond Wright. Hello. What up, Kev? Kevin? We got you. Hey, good, good morning, gentlemen. I like to state one thing. I believe truly in what Key is saying, and and Jay knows it also. The Golden State Warriors, they won it. They got it in their hand. Plus, they got qualified backups waiting to come in for the original, how you say, five. They got Mm -hmm. absolute players back there. With that being said, I agree totally what Keyshawn is saying. The NBA, they're going to have to watch out for the Golden State Warriors. Now, as far as the West, whatever they got to have, they know what they got to bring against the Golden State Warriors. But uh, I'm with Key on this 100%, and I truly believe Jay know what he's saying. I know Jay got to say what he got to say, but Jay know what he's saying. <laughs> Key definitely know what he's saying. So I'm in agreement with uh, Keyshawn. Thank you, Kevin. How about yeah, Alan? Kevin. Alan know what he's saying? <laughs> no, you don't know what you're saying. You clearly don't. <laughs> yeah, Jay, I think you know what you're saying, though. 
You just don't want to say it on TV. But you really know. What does that mean, Key? Don't know. Translate the Kyrie Irving language to me. I am not sure. It's early in New York City. That's what he's saying. It's really early in New York City. What it means is Jay is just, you know, holding his cards close to his chest because he doesn't want to unveil what he really thinks to the public because he doesn't want the backlash, oh. you know. I, I, that's what he's saying. Yeah, because Jay's never said anything that has gotten backlash before. <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> well, let's continue. Let's take – do we have time for one more? Yeah, we can yeah, have more. Yeah. Lorenzo in Charlotte. Lorenzo. Hey, I just want to comment. I think Draymond got a point. I mean, got people forgetting that Wiseman didn't play, who emerged in the playoffs. And they got Peyton as a defensive – they could be a defensive anchor on the second team when he coming off the bench. So I think Draymond actually has a good point that they could win, I would say at least two – I would say three out of the last four, but at least two more championships. Two more. Yeah, now, they now couple, that, yeah, they got a legit shot. No, they got a legit right, shot. If they win two more, Steph Curry would have th- six. Six championships? Six. Same that's as just, Mike. That, uh, Same as Mike. You, that's you realize, like, yeah, like, what are we talking about then? I mean, th- th- it, it does feel like. Gee, that's the last look, thing LeBron wants. I know yeah, people like to forecast, Allen, and people want to go like, oh, let's go two or three more. Like, if you're the Golden State Warriors, you obviously focus on this next one more importantly than the, the other two or three. But the age thing and the history of injury <laughs> is a major factor for this team at this yeah, stage. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, I know it's for every team, but especially for this team, Considering injuries they have had. Absolutely, yeah. which makes those young guys that they have on the bench that right. didn't really play a ton in the playoffs but played some, the development of them into like their next wave that can carry them to yeah. maybe another title, if not two, is so critical. And now we'll see what, what that becomes. Because if they don't turn into that, then no, they're not going to win another championship. But maybe Draymond sees something in the potential in them that makes him believe they can, which is why he's speaking so boldly. Either that or whatever they were serving at this restaurant in New York City, we all should One probably have more, some of that. Huh? Tequila. Who wouldn't? Tequila. No doubt about that. Well, how do the Lakers and LeBron feel about this? What can they do? We'll discuss next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.